I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is the Whispering Woods podcast. This episode is all about... Dudley Town. It is. So I've got an introduction to share all about Dudley Town and the myths and legends. And then I've got two true scary stories. But first of all, we'll do the patron shout out. This is to Diane. Thank you for supporting us. And hello, Henry Catherine. Thanks for supporting us and for your lovely messages earlier. And a thank you to Janique. Yeah, thanks ever so much, everybody. We really, really appreciate your support. We've also got our review to read out. Oh, I'm loving it today. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. No, I think Janique was right. Just in case. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Good to be polite. This review is from 12th Man SB 2019. Wow, I've always wondered about the Bloody Mary stories. Thank you. Oh, thank you for the review. That's really sweet. Right, Dudley Town, do you know anything about it? Uh, yeah, I know that it's just uh, an abandoned ghost town that's got some spooky stuff going on in there. Yeah, it certainly has. Apparently, yeah. Mm, okay, have a listen to the introduction. Nestled deep within the remote corners of northwestern Connecticut, concealed by towering mountains and obscured by the relentless passage of time, lies a forgotten hamlet known as Dudley Town. Once teeming with life and vitality, the echoes of this vibrant community have long faded, leaving behind a haunting emptiness. But within the dense forest and jagged rocks, 
whispers of spectral apparitions, malevolent entities, ancient curses, and a story that even predates the very essence of America lingers. In the present day, mere remnants of cellar holes and weathered stone foundations stubbornly endure. The once bustling roads that meandered towards this town have dwindled into frail footpaths, reserved only for the intrepid few who dare to venture further. Be it the adventurous souls seeking solace in nature's embrace, or the occasional seeker of the supernatural. Despite the ominous warning, the inquisitive still summon the courage to tread upon dark entry road, daring to penetrate the enshrouded woods under the cloak of night. As the 19th century dawned, the forsaken streets of Dudley Town lay abandoned. Their dark reputation spreading like wildfire, earning the ominous title of America's Village of the Damned. In its heyday, Dudley Town flourished as a vibrant community, bustling with life. But the passage of time has transformed it into a desolate ghost town. Nestled within the confines of private property, its secrets concealed from prying eyes. The alluring legend of this abandoned town has called to many, from paranormal investigators, intrepid journalists, hikers and the occasional birdwatcher, those driven by curiosity and even ordinary individuals with a penchant for the supernatural. In the early 1740s, the vast expanse of land that would eventually become Dudley Town was owned by Thomas Griffiths, a pioneering settler Griffiths staked claim to this uncharted territory with historical records confirming his ownership. Several years later, the arrival of Gideon Dudley in 1747 marked a turning point for the village, eventually leading to its christening as Dudley Town. Gideon purchased a portion of land from Griffiths and his two brothers, Barzali and Abel, arrived shortly after, and the Dudley family name became synonymous with a haunting curse that has purportedly plagued this once thriving community throughout the ages. Dudley Town was never teeming with inhabitants, and as a map from 1854 depicts, there were only around 26 families residing in the area. Legend has it that during the reign of King Henry VI, a dark chapter of history unfolded when Edmund Dudley met his tragic end by decapitation, accused of treason against the crown. From that fateful day, a shroud of misfortune descended upon the Dudley family and the curse was born. As fate would have it, when Edmund's descendants sought solace in the lands of the New World, they unknowingly carried the weight of his ancient curse across the vast oceans. The Dudley family, pioneers in their own right, established a haven for themselves in Dudley Town. As proud landowners, they graciously welcomed wanderers to find solace and build their lives alongside them. But fate had other plans in store. The soil proved to be barren, rendering it unsuitable for farming, and by the beginning of the 19th century, the once thriving settlement was reluctantly left behind. According to the tale, one of the Dudley brothers was consumed by madness, and in the year 1792, 
just seven years prior to the death of Abel Dudley, a tragic incident occurred within the close-knit community. Gershon Hollister, a dear friend and neighbour of Abel, met an unfortunate end during the barn raising at the home of William Tanner, the closest neighbour to both Abel and Gershon. However, Tanner himself succumbed to madness. Tanner told other villagers that strange creatures came out of the woods at night under the cover of darkness. In another chilling incident, tragedy struck the renowned General Herman Swift, a prominent figure in the region who had fought alongside George Washington during the Revolutionary War. In the year 1804, his wife, Sarah Fay, was standing on the front porch of their home, which was situated near Dudley Town. Sarah was tragically struck by a bolt of lightning. Her life abruptly ended. The devastating blow shattered the general's mind, leading him to a harrowing descent into madness, which ultimately claimed his own life. In the year 1901, the town's population had dwindled, leaving only a handful of people, including a man named John Patrick Brophy. Tragedy struck him swiftly and relentlessly. Initially, his wife fell victim to consumption, which was a common illness of the time. And shortly after their mother's funeral, his two children inexplicably vanished into the depths of the woods. While some speculated they fled to escape accusations of stealing sleigh blankets, this was a trivial offence and there was no evidence to support this theory. They simply vanished without a trace. Adding to the cruelty of fate, the Brophy family home was then burnt to the ground in an unexplained fire, reducing it to mere ashes. Shortly after this, Brophy himself mysteriously disappeared, venturing into that very same forest, and from that day forward he was never seen or heard from again. In the early 1900s, Dudley Town lay abandoned, an eerie ghost town consumed by neglect and decay. The once thriving homes crumbled, surrendering to the relentless march of time while the dense forest eagerly swallowed the remnants of the village that had once dared to stand against its ancient dominion. Yet amidst this desolation, a lingering enigma remained, an enigma that believers of the curse attributed to Dudley Town. In the year 1900, a man by the name of Dr William Clark ventured to Cornwall, captivated by the enchanting forest and serene country lifestyle. Born in 1877, Clark had spent his early years on a farm in Tenafly, New Jersey. He pursued a career in surgery, ultimately becoming a respected professor at Columbia College of Physicians and Surgeons, and was known as a leading specialist in the field of cancer in bustling New York City. Driven by his love for nature and tranquility, Clark made a bold move and acquired a vast expanse of land, spanning a thousand acres in the untamed wilderness of Connecticut. This parcel of land included Dudley Town, 
and it was here that Clark embarked on the construction of his dream summer and vacation home. With each passing year, he and his beloved wife Harriet Bank Clark would escape to this haven on weekends and during the summer months, eagerly witnessing the gradual completion of their cherished home. Once finished, the house transformed into a charming holiday retreat, cherished by the couple for short trips during the summer and the joyous celebrations of Thanksgiving. Together they cultivated a picturesque second life nestled near the enchanting Dudley Town, living out an idyllic existence until the year 1918, when their time in this blissful sanctuary came to an end. During a scorching summer weekend, an unexpected emergency summoned Dr. Clark to New York, leaving his wife alone in their home. Upon his return, a mere 36 hours later, he was met with an unimaginable sight. His beloved wife had succumbed to insanity, a fate that had befallen several past inhabitants of their tranquil village. The tale took a darker turn as she recounted a harrowing encounter with peculiar creatures emerging from the depths of the surrounding forest, launching a vicious assault upon her fragile psyche. Overwhelmed by her torment, she tragically chose to end her own life shortly after. Paranormal stories first emerged during the 1940s. It was over this period that individuals who'd ventured into the remnants of the village began recounting peculiar occurrences and ethereal spectres lurking within the surrounding woods. To this day, those fortunate enough to have experienced this location boast about capturing paranormal phenomena in photographs, enduring overwhelming waves of terror, witnessing mysterious lights, apparitions and peculiar sounds, and even claiming to have felt invisible hands touching, pushing and scratching them. Certain researchers label this area as a negative power spot, a gateway for entities to traverse into our world from the other side. They theorise that this might elucidate the unusual events etched into Dudley Town's history, such as the unsettling testimonies, the presence of peculiar creatures, and even the outbreaks of insanity and madness. This place is often perceived as tainted in some inexplicable manner as if the very ground itself has been corrupted, or perhaps it's just inherently malevolent. What do you reckon's in those woods? I don't know. I really don't, but it must be absolutely terrifying. Because imagine you saw something so incredibly scary that you lost your mind. Yeah. I think... um, that I watched a Mr. Ballen, one of the short ones on, on this, that particular story about the wife who loses her mind. Um, it's so creepy. Yeah. And then, like, the kids went into the woods and that dad went into the woods. And what were they seeing in those woods? God knows. That, that reminds me of all, oh, like, going crazy reminds me of this video that I saw when I was younger. Mm. I was, you know, about that, that, like, creepy ventriloquist, whatever it was. What, the Michael Jackson? Yeah, the Michael Jackson Animatronic. Thing. Animatronic, yeah. booky as. Mm. But that video of it dancing, mm. that was made um, as a 
a CD or a videotape one day and somebody found it. They saw it and they went insane. And mm. they went to a mental hospital. Mm. And I think they tried killing themselves from it, but I don't know. Clearly, I mean, it is quite a booky, a booky video. Mm. Like, I didn't like it when I was younger. That's yeah. what I find scary. Yeah. Creepy, and, like, faces just up close and all mm. that. And, like, the old night, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What I'll do, actually, is share it to social media. I just remembered what I was trying to tell you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like, ages ago, when I was trying to tell you what I was scared of, that Dreamcore, I think, here. Is that what it's called? Dreamcore? Something like that. Ah, well, that's... it's like you go into a dream and it's very booky. That took you about a week, do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just remembered core, because I remember there's different types of, like, cores, and I just remembered, oh, it's Dreamcore. Ah. <laughs> well, there, there you go, Dreamcore. Yeah. But, yeah, you've sent me that one, and I'll... I'll try and share it on our social media so people know what what you're on about. Yeah. Right, are you ready for the first story? Yes, I am. I've kept this tale hidden from most people due to my own doubts over the years. But when I stumbled upon a story with uncanny resemblances, I realised that I simply had to tell it. Dudley Town exists and it is absolutely not a force to be reckoned with. In the summer of 99, accompanied by my fishing buddies, Greg and Dave, we ventured to a place that is now etched in my memory. After an eventful day casting our lines in the Housatonic River, we found ourselves standing on its banks as the sun began to set. With a few precious hours left before dusk, we eagerly set out to explore. During this time, parking wasn't a problem and you could easily walk to the trailhead. Having visited this place once before, we had entered through the mysterious dark entry woods. But this time, I made an impulsive decision to investigate along the path less travelled. As we got further into the hike, a disturbing silence seemed to settle upon us, accompanied only by the persistent sound of an unseen dog's distant barking. Its echoing cries grew nearer, yet the source remained elusive. Curiosity peaked, we veered away from the beaten trail, making our way towards the town central well. To our astonishment, a strange phenomena was spread out before us. An immense congregation of frogs carpeted the ground, numbering the thousands. They seemed to occupy every inch leaving us with no choice but to tread upon them or dodge their leaps towards our legs. Suddenly I saw a mysterious figure darting swiftly into the dense woods, causing a surge of fear to grip me tightly. The unnerving part was that the sun cast its rays in the opposite direction, resulting in eerie shadows that defied logic. With a combination of the shadows present, the unsettling dog and the chorus of frogs. We unanimously decided it was time to get out of there. In a feeble attempt to lighten the tense atmosphere, I jokingly shouted, Dudley Town is nothing but a hoax. This place is dreadful. It was a momentary act of stupid teenage foolishness. As we made our way back, we noticed that our footprints on the trail had mysteriously vanished as if someone had intentionally erased any evidence of our presence. To our astonishment, etched in the sand were the haunting words, Help me. My first assumption was that Greg or Dave had played a prank on us, 
but the peculiar thing was that they had been by my side throughout the entire ordeal. A shiver ran down my spine, as if an unseen entity was observing our every move. It's worth mentioning that I'd grown up amidst the woods, and my family owned a rustic hunting cabin in Goshen where I spent countless hours. I was no stranger to solitude in the depths of the forest, yet this peculiar place emitted an indescribable sense of unease. Upon arriving home, I was overcome with exhaustion and quickly fell asleep, but my peaceful rest was abruptly shattered as I awoke to a violent sickness. Endless waves of nausea forced me to vomit and it wouldn't stop. I couldn't keep anything down, so I had to seek medical attention. The illness was so severe. The doctor, bewildered by my symptoms, conducted a series of tests that ultimately revealed a strange strain of food poisoning previously unknown to him. I was placed on a strict liquid diet for an entire week resulting in an unexpected and drastic weight loss of 15 pounds. Miraculously, after approximately two weeks, my health began to improve, and I was fortunate enough to avoid any lingering consequences. Now I must admit that I possess a natural inclination towards scepticism, and have always dismissed tales of fantastical creatures and supernatural phenomena. But try as I might, I cannot rationalise or comprehend the events of that day through any logical lens. The circumstances surrounding my illness remain pretty inexplicable, hinting at the possibility that something otherworldly had caused the illness. Dudley Town, the place I was born, is devoid of any wildlife, with sunlight scarcely penetrating the dense canopy of trees. There exist extensive caverns that stretch for miles beneath the surface, shrouded in mystery. During my time working alongside a man named Bruce, who resided in Kent, he shared countless stories, uncannily similar to mine. One particularly haunting account involved witnessing a child darting into the woods as he drove along the bold mountain road under the cloak of night. Though my cynical nature resists acknowledging the existence of ghosts, I find myself utterly incapable of rationalising the peculiarities of that particular day. Perhaps, as Bruce insisted, there are just things out there that can never be explained, and just sometimes, the veil gets lifted ever so slightly. I recently discussed this with Greg and Dave, and surprisingly, they both recalled the incident with vivid details. Dave mentioned that he ventured back to that place once out of sheer curiosity towards the paranormal, and he experienced even more weird things. Orbs floating in the air and eerie cries echoing through the woods were just a few of the strange happenings he witnessed. Being an avid outdoorsman like myself, Dave and I would easily recognise common animal sounds such as a coyote or an owl, but this was different. Dave described the sounds as otherworldly or even demonic in nature. Regardless, after 18 years, the three of us still remember the event exactly the same way. From the dog barking to the chorus of croaking frogs and even the mysterious shadow lurking nearby, everything is deeply etched in our memories 
Most unsettling was the chilling message, help me, written in the sand. And interestingly, both Greg and Dave strongly denied having anything to do with it. They even questioned if I had any involvement, which I can assure you, I didn't. Now, being far away from Connecticut, I've heard that access to Dudley Town has been forbidden. Yet there remains an undeniable aura of strangeness surrounding those woods. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Help me. The two, probably the two scariest words that you will ever see in a horror film. Help yeah. me. Or two scariest words that you'd hear in a creepy situation. Yeah. Definitely. Would you go? What, into the woods? Mm. What if I saw bear or dogs and frogs? But, no. but you, would you specifically go to Dudley Town and investigate? I mean, if what I've heard is true, then probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm completely honest. And it is true that um, it's all shut down. You're not, you're not meant to go in. I think some of it's due to pre- preserving the wildlife. But obviously, some really scary stuff goes on because what wildlife if it's so quiet there isn't any bar frogs and dogs if I like live near Dudley Town I reckon me and my mates would end up going in there at one point like I mean I'm just lucky we don't live close to it <laughs> yeah you know you would I knew I, I would have as a kid I'd have been straight there <laughs> yeah <laughs> because yeah that's the way I am <laughs> trust <laughs> right are you ready for the second story yes I am Back in 98, I'd just started my freshman year at prestigious Connecticut private school. As the autumn leaves painted the campus with hues of gold, an annual event was coming up. We were so excited. Ed and Lorraine Warren, renowned supernatural experts, graced us with their presence, captivating our minds and leaving us trembling with fear. It was an event that left no soul unshaken, which made even the shortest walk to our dorms extremely daunting. As we made our way back, a frenzy of conversation erupted among the girls on my floor, their voices consumed by the tales of the infamous Dudley Town. In a quaint, eerie village where even the chirping birds and playful squirrels did not venture, resides a haunting presence that casts a curse upon anyone who dares to bring its malevolence back to their homes. The mere thought of this place sent shivers down my spine, and I had no desire to ever speak of it again, 
let alone set foot within its boundaries. Yet fate had other plans for me. As the night drew in, my buddies and I returned to our dorm. We were all still pretty shaken up after the talk. And with my roommate having dropped out a few weeks prior, I found myself in a large double room all by myself. As it was still pretty warm during early autumn, when we'd gone out for the evening, I'd left my windows ajar, letting the fresh air circulate. When I got back, and as I turned the doorknob, a force seemed to seize hold of me. It was like it was causing a powerful suction. The window blinds rattled violently, and the room took on a haunted feel. I was terrified, so went to one of my neighbour's dorms. I couldn't be alone in that room. During my weekends, I used to work at a bar owned by a close family friend. Instead of travelling back after work, which was a 45-minute drive back to campus, we would crash at her mum's house on Fridays and Saturdays. One day, we mentioned Dudley Town to her mum and boyfriend, piquing their curiosity. They began delving into research, bombarding us with questions, but I made it clear that I had no intentions of ever going near that place. Fast forward a few weeks later. It was around 3am when we finally closed the bar for the night. Exhausted, we settled down in the living room where I usually slept when we stayed over. I quickly drifted off to sleep, but within a short span of time, I sensed someone sitting on my legs. Assuming it was my friend, I groaned and attempted to kick her off. Strangely, I found myself immobilised, unable to move even an inch. Gradually, I opened my eyes only to discover that the entire house was engulfed in darkness and everyone had gone to bed. It was at that moment I heard the menacing growls of my friend's two large dogs who were positioned about five feet away from the couch. Their teeth were bared and their eyes were filled with an intensity I had never witnessed before. Fear gripped me tightly as I realised that these gentle giants had transformed into ferocious beasts. I gazed down at my legs, only to find that there was no one there. Paralysed with terror, I remained unable to move. In an instant, my friend's mother switched on the light, peering down from her loft bedroom into the large living room. As if by magic, the weight that burdened my legs vanished immediately. The dog ceased their growling, one of them laying down on the floor whimpering, while the other started to vomit. The commotion woken both my friend and her mother, and they came downstairs to see what was going on. At this stage, I was crying as I felt completely overwhelmed and scared. I recounted what had just happened, and my friend's mother's face turned really pale and she began muttering to herself, a mixture of apologies escaping her lips. Slowly, she made her way towards the ancient brick fireplace situated in the heart of the room. Her eyes were fixated on a solitary rock. I'm so sorry, she said apologetically. We didn't think it was a big deal. We visited Dudley Town earlier this week and wanted to bring something back as a souvenir. Yeah, so... That means like the whole place is cursed, then I guess, isn't it? Because that's pretty much a curse, bringing something home. Mm. And like bringing something home, like you, nothing happened, nothing like this happened before until you brought the stone back. Mm. So that's clearly cursed. Definitely. I mean, especially if it's from there as well. Like that's not a coincidence. No, bringing a bit <laughs> of 
back a bit of the cursed land. Yeah. Not a good idea, really. (laughs) (laughs) Interestingly, when I was doing the research as well, it was mentioned about those Ed and Lorraine Warren uh, talks, and they do talk about Dudley Town, and they they went and investigated themselves. And apparently said there's something really dark there, and warned a load of students to never go. <sighs> I'd have been there. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed. Please let us know what you'd like to hear. And, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we will be back again on Thursday. Goodbye. Take care, everyone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.